Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book, Thinking Strategically, The Competitive Edge in Business, Politics, and Everyday Life. Let's begin with a story. Two criminals have been arrested at the same time and are being interrogated in separate rooms. They have no way of meeting or communicating with each other before the prosecutors come in to talk with them. They are given three choices. The first is to avoid incriminating each other and stay silent. By doing so, there will be insufficient criminal evidence and each of them will face only one year in prison. The second choice is for one of the criminals to testify against the other. The whistleblower will be released and the other sentenced to 10 years of prison. In the final option, the two criminals would report each other, which would provide solid evidence to send them both to prison for eight years. Which strategy do you think they will adopt? Let's analyze the situation. If they only consider themselves, the best strategy is, of course, to confess. Doing so ensures that they can get the minimum sentence, whether or not the other one confesses or holds out. There is, however, one major problem. If each of them decides to be selfish, only considering themselves, they will both turn on each other. This will result in the third choice, they both go to jail for a long time, although not the longest. This hypothetical story illustrates and gives the name to a famous game theory called the prisoner's dilemma. In life, we often face various complex situations and we want to make the best decisions we can. And today's bookie will share how the leading experts in game theory advise you on using strategic thinking to make decisions. Now, you might be thinking that the case of the prisoner's dilemma is extreme and that in real life, we don't need to use any strategies. This bookie will help you to understand that this is a massive misconception and strategies can help you. We live in an era of uncertainty. Everyone must make decisions whether they like it or not. We make both big and small decisions every day, whether we're playing chess or looking for a job. Should you compete for that promotion? Who would be the best teammate for your casual basketball game? Strategic thinking exists everywhere and anytime in our work and life. This vast scope in which we use strategic thinking leaves us with an important question, how do we become good decision makers? The book Strategic Thinking will help you unlock the secrets to improving your decision-making skills to solve problems in work and daily life. This book was originally published in 1991 and has two authors, Avinash K. Dixit and Barry J. Nailbuff. Avinash Dixit is Professor Emeritus of Economics at Princeton University, who has taught many courses on game theory. He received his PhD in economics in 1958, from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and throughout his career studying strategic behavior in international trade policy, has become one of the most prestigious economists of our time. The other author, Barry Nailbuff, obtained his doctorate from Oxford University as a Rhodes Scholar and teaches courses on strategy and decision-making at Yale University. He also applies strategic thinking to provide decision-making consulting for companies such as McKinsey and Company. This book, jointly written by two strategists, looks at several popular and real-life case studies. It uses these to illustrate to tell us how to apply strategic thinking to optimize decision-making and minimize risk costs. 
In other words, it will teach us how to make better choices in our daily lives. In this bookie, we will decipher the book from three different angles and in the following three parts. Part 1, Strategic Thinking and the Classification of Game Theory. Part 2, How to Make Strategic Moves. Part 3, Real-Life Examples of Strategic Moves. Part 1, Strategic Thinking and the Classification of Game Theory. Strategy refers to one's method and careful planning in handling matters, and the nature of strategy is manifested in game theory. To better understand what the abstract concept of game theory refers to, we can look at an example. In chess, whoever makes the first move, and which move they make will affect the other player's move. The move by the person who plays second affects the first player's choice for their next move, and so on. This influence that the player's moves have on each other is an example of game theory. In the game, in order to achieve their own goals and interests, both players need to decide what actions they will take based on the overall situation and their opponent's decisions. So, what types of games exist in game theory? If we look at the games separated by outcomes, then they can be divided into zero-sum and non-zero-sum games. A zero-sum game refers to a game in which the interests of the players are strictly opposed. In other words, one player's gain will become the other player's loss. If you look at rugby or tennis, for example, the match ends when one team wins and the other team is defeated. There is never a tie. A win-or-lose game of this sort is a type of zero-sum game. On the other hand, in a non-zero-sum game, win and lose isn't so clear-cut. Winning or losing, both results can be shared by all parties. In real life, most games are non-zero-sum games. In a negotiation between employers and employees, one side, the company, wants to lower wages while the other party, the employee, demands a higher salary. Nevertheless, if the negotiation fails and results in a strike, both parties will suffer significant losses. Another way to classify game theory is by the order in which players make their moves. The players of a game can alternate turns or both move simultaneously. In a sequential move game, the players take turns like in chess. In this type of game, we need only look forward and reason backward to find the best course of action. Looking forward refers to predicting what actions the other player will take and the outcomes these actions entail before making a decision. Of course, looking forward on its own is not enough to make good decisions, this is where reasoning backward comes into play. The book explains that for any game with a finite number of sequential moves there exists some best strategy. To find this best strategy, we first need to clarify what goal we want to achieve in the end and start working backward. We can find one of the best examples of looking forward and reasoning backward in a chess game. Dixit and Nailbuff highlight this by walking us through a move in a chess game a player, looking at the board, thinking, if I move my pawn now, my opponent may bring out his knight and threaten my rook. I need to use my bishop to protect the square and keep the opponent's knight at bay. Now that we've talked about sequential move games, let's move on to simultaneous move games. These are games in which players make moves at the same time without knowing each other's strategies. Remember how to play rock-paper-scissors? Both players must make their choice at the same time without knowing what the other player will choose. Rock-paper-scissors and the prisoner's dilemma mentioned in the beginning are both examples of simultaneous move games. In this kind of game, 
a player uses their own judgment to predict their opponent's strategy. Therefore, to apply this to our lives, we need to develop the ability to quickly see through the opponent's strategy. So how exactly can we detect the opponent's strategy? There are three rules of action, the first rule is to find and use a dominant strategy. As the name implies, a dominant strategy means that no matter what strategy your opponent adopts, your strategy can outperform others, ensuring that you are the winner. In certain games, there may be only one dominant strategy, and the player who finds it gains the winning advantage. Thinking strategically uses lots of examples to highlight how strategy and games matter in real life. One of these is a case of two newspapers, Time and Newsweek, who are business competitors. Suppose, Dixit and Nailbuff write, there are two big news stories and editors must choose one to be this week's cover story. 30% of readers are interested in the House of Representatives and the Senate's dispute over budget issues, while 70% are interested in the other story regarding an effective new AIDS drug. If both of them choose the same cover story, the number of people paying for their magazines will also be the same between them. As such, let's reason as follows. If Time chooses the budget issue as its cover, it can get 30% of readers at most. However, if they go with the story on the new AIDS drug, even if readers are equally divided amongst the two companies, they could get at least 35% of readers. In this case, a cover story featuring the AIDS drug is the dominant strategy for both parties. It's not a zero-sum game, because they can both win more than they can lose. However, in this story, the dominant strategy is for both parties. What if only the opponent has a dominant strategy? Under such circumstance, we can only assume they will implement it and plan our own accordingly. Let's slightly modify the case of the cover story battle between Time and Newsweek to illustrate this concept. Imagine that 60% of all readers prefer reading Time. If both companies choose the AIDS drug as the cover story, Time will attract more readers, about 42% of potential customers, while Newsweek can only get 28% of potential customers. Naturally, the dominant strategy is on Time's side. Newsweek can therefore assume that Time will go with this dominant strategy, and Newsweek will then choose the budget issue as their cover to at least get 30% of potential customers. This strategy is the best choice for Newsweek. What if neither our opponent nor we have a dominant strategy to choose from? Think about a football game where the offense is good at passing, but not good at running with the ball. When time starts running out in the game, the offense has only two options, run or pass. Meanwhile, the defense can employ three strategies, including attacking the quarterback, intercepting passes, and countering the run. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.